there and welcome to the Little Yarrow podcast. My name is Kate. I'm a naturopath and postpartum doula here to share with you ancient wisdom for modern mothers. Welcome everyone to the Little Yarrow podcast. I'm very excited today to have a special guest, Jade Walker, here, who is a naturopath. Um, it is end of March and I really wanted to get Jade on here because Jade is a really wonderful um, advocate at raising awareness for endometriosis. So welcome, Jade. Thanks so much, Kate. Thanks for having me and allowing me to talk about this topic that I'm very passionate about. I know. I love seeing like, um, you're really someone that stands out to me when it comes to endometriosis because I know it's a, something that you're really passionate about and that you've ex- experienced yourself. And I really wanted to dive into the topic today around, particularly around endometriosis and motherhood mm-hmm. and how endometriosis can make that um, that motherhood journey a lot more complicated than, um, you know, maybe perhaps for other people or than even what you may expect for yourself because I know sometimes even women that have endo, they still think, um, you know, that maybe it won't affect their mm. fertility. Um, and I think it can be a real personal um, isolating struggle. So I just really wanted to have a chat to you today about your own experience. And if you want to include maybe experiences like clinical mm. experiences with clients as well, just so that we can get a bit more of an understanding on how this Um, condition can really affect that motherhood journey yeah definitely and you know I I know that firsthand and it there's another layer added when you're a naturopath because you feel like you should be able to figure it out (laughs) and I you know even since um releasing my own IVF journey I've had several naturopaths reach out to me and say it was so refreshing because they felt like there's so much pressure on them to be able to figure out their fertility and they had been thinking about going through IVF but they felt like you know guilty about it and so it was really good that uh, you know not only just the general public but I can also help other people like lift that guilt as well that are in natural health professions so to give you some stats though on endometriosis and how it affects fertility people um, about 35 to 50 percent of people with endometriosis will have fertility struggles and it's anywhere from 25 to 50 percent of people who are infertile in general who will have endometriosis and on top of that usually the time to conceive in the first month the general um, percentage is up to 20%, whereas people with endo, the chances of falling pregnant in the first month is only 2 to 10%. So there is definitely a significant reduction. And the two main reasons, of course, most people would guess that, it, you know, the structural component is a huge one. So adhesions and blockages, even, you know, my cousin, she had really severe endo. She had to have both her tubes removed. So you know there's you have to go through IVF and she did and she has two beautiful healthy boys and she was lucky enough for him to work first time but there's also the other part where everything structurally looks good in the pelvic anatomy but they're still not falling pregnant and so it's certainly got to do with that inflammatory and oxidative stress process and research does actually show that Um, people who are infertile with um, endo they have a high presence of those inflammatory cytokines particularly into and of course we know that they are quite a hostile 
you know, it would create a hostile environment for the not only a developing or maturing oocyte or egg, um, but also if the embryo does develop, like it's not going to have a nice environment to implant either. So <laughs> there are definitely yeah. a couple of things going on there. And, you know, this is also where people will find out they had endo and that they were asymptomatic. They never actually got period pain and none of the usual endo symptoms but they would be trying to conceive for a year, two years, and then they would do some investigations, do a laparoscopy, and sure enough, they'll have stage three or four endo. So, yeah. you know, it's and, so varied. And it can be what you mentioned as well about often um, if they're doing testing like pelvic ultrasounds and blood tests and trying to investigate and then they know they have endo but they're told um, that everything looks fine and that they shouldn't, you know, that the endo shouldn't be causing the infertility but then it's like mm -hmm. there's so many other factors involved mm -hmm. as well. It's not just about, oh, your, your tubes are clear, you're good to go. Exactly. Um, the endo is not causing a problem. It's like, well, that's only one aspect of how the endo can cause mm -hmm. um, infertility. There's like a whole other host that they often don't look at and then therefore it can't be treated and fixed. And that's the heartbreaking thing because, and even I felt that too after my surgery last year in January, you know, they said everything looked great and I should be able to fall pregnant. And so it was just really heartbreaking when I still wasn't fully pregnant. And, of course, we also found out there was a male factor as well. So we had poor sperm involved. But, you know, that's the thing. 30% of cases are often male and female when it comes to fertility or infertility. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it wasn't until I went through my egg collection process that, you know, I only got six eggs. And I know that's amazing. For some people, they get zero. Some people get one. Um, and it does come down to quality over quantity. But in the end, we only also only ended up with one embryo, um, you know, definitely counting my lucky stars that it's split into two and I've got identical <laughs> twins in the oven yeah. <laughs> um, but you know it's it's a really it's just so varied for everyone but yeah going back to this point about you know that pelvic anatomy looks all great and so they're given this false hope or you know even just the amount of people with endo who are told oh you, you know um, full pregnant that's the best thing for endo and yet it's like well that would be great if I could <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah and it kind of sometimes makes it even worse you know like pushes the you know the dagger in a bit further mm -hmm. and it's like well you're telling me get pregnant to fix it but yet I can't get pregnant and it's like it can be really horrible and emotional yeah. time yeah it really can yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So with um, so for those that aren't familiar with your work, so you're due with twins in is it June? Yeah, June. Yeah, which is so exciting. Um, and yeah, I know it was really nice to see you share your journey because I think often, as you mentioned as well, people can feel a bit, um, you know, they can feel a bit uncomfortable about speaking openly about things like IVF or even undergoing any kind of fertility treatment and especially when you're a bit in the spotlight as well like because you, you're online and you've got your business and you're in the spotlight that mm. can be even more daunting to share such a personal mm. experience with thousands of strangers so it's really nice that you were able to overcome that and do it for the greater good mm. you know um for other people because I think when we share our stories even though it can be really hard and emotional and um 
you know, I was even thinking before I was planning on sharing so much more for Endo March than I have. And I kind of actually realized this year that I actually have a lot of underlying kind of trauma around my whole experience with endo and um, pregnancy and stuff that I actually didn't really realize until now and I, I'm guessing that's probably maybe a common thing do you feel like when you look back at your whole experience of endo and fertility and all that that it is quite mm. like uh, it stirs up a lot of emotion yeah definitely there are a few layers to that already that are coming to mind that I can relate with and you know, certainly, first of all, um, you know, when I was more of a green naturopath, you like really want to be seen that like, you know, everything and you can figure it all out. And for me with my endo, my biggest problem was the period pain. I, it was just, yeah. you know, through the roof of being to hospital for it. It was so bad. And, and I hated, like there were just naturopaths constantly saying, how they could fix everyone's period pain. And I'm like, well, I've tried everything. Every nutrient. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, am I the only one that can't figure it out? Um, and then and then also with the IVF journey and the fertility journey, I actually went a little bit quiet on my Instagram for a few months there because I was in like a hard place where I couldn't really like I really wanted to share the whole journey that I was going through at that point in time. But at the same time, I also just like didn't feel ready to do that. And I thought that's why I, I recorded everything because I thought I will release this mm -hmm. at some time. Um, and so, yeah, there were absolutely, there was always those questions thinking, are people going to be like, well, like, you know, how do you call yourself a naturopath if you can't even fix this, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, there were definitely naturopaths within some of the groups when I reached out, you know, um, about my husband and I, like, struggling and they would just make kind of insensitive comments and I suppose they didn't, like, realise what they were saying but to make it seem like, you know, I should be trying all these other things before considering IVF and um, or even like comments with just common people that didn't know we're going through IVF and they would just happen to mention IVF and be like, oh, it's a bit extreme to go through IVF or, you know, stuff like that and not knowing your journey. But that's when I realised like actually, you know, it's always those moments that actually make me realise that I do need to open up about it and be completely transparent and just put everything out mm. for people to see because I know if I'm this person going through it, there are millions, you know, there's others. So, and sure enough, that's exactly what happens. And not only do you get lots of people feel not alone, but as a practitioner, suddenly I did actually get so many people book in with me who were going through IVF or about to go through IVF because, you know, they could see that you're someone who understands this. Like it's a, a totally different ball game, and you know that too personally. Like it, it's like unless you've been through it, you will not have even a quarter of an idea of what it's like. Yeah. And I think people like to be able to relate to someone who knows mm what it's like as well because it can be yeah it can be really a lonely isolating kind of stressful experience and I think um yeah I just think it's a shame that, that there's so many myths and like misinformation around um, endometriosis and pregnancy to begin with and I feel like you know if anyone's listening and they think maybe they think they might have endo or they're not sure or they know they've got endo and they're struggling with um 
getting pregnant, whether it's first time or it could even be subsequent time because some people, you know, they have no issue getting pregnant first time and then and then they go back for a second time and then it's like, you know, have all these fertility issues, which is what happened with me. And I think, um, you know, the whole process can be made to be so much less traumatic and painful and emotional if you actually know, like, what to do. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to ask you is what would be, like, your tips now even maybe advice to your past self of like all right if you if you know you got endo and you're struggling with fertility let's like totally try and simplify this as much as possible what what should you be doing yeah and I suppose it depends how far we want to go back because when we first started trying to conceive like I didn't have that definitive diagnosis yet so I think if we were to go back even before you've got a diagnosis but you know that you are ticking those endo boxes get into an advanced training excision surgeon immediately um, even if you just have an appointment to discuss your options and because people when they hear that, that it's an advanced training excision surgeon they think oh like is, but that's just to go into surgery well they are still gynecologists like they are still there to have an appointment with you um, and some of them yeah. will do that advanced transvaginal ultrasound that can pick up some forms of endo so that appointment for me was like such a turning moment and I just wished I had done that years and years before but I didn't know what I knew then so you know I can't change that but that's why you know people like us we advocate and really trying to educate people around trying to get the best specialist the first time around so that's the first thing you want to be doing secondly you know I would definitely recommend working with a fertility naturopath because not only can they start setting the foundations for you to get a head start to reduce that inflammation and oxidative stress, whether or not you try to conceive naturally or with assisted reproductive technologies, you are going to actually save yourself months of time because you're getting that foot in the door with improving your egg quality, improving the the sperm quality. Um, But also a qualified naturopath who really understands fertility they will not only be able to help you with their services but they can recommend other complementary services that are going to improve your outcomes as well so I think really if you were to boil it down don't try and do this alone don't try and figure out it figure it out alone and the, and the research is always yeah. changing as well and I feel like if you go to someone who is regularly trying to be on top of that research they're going to be um, you know, you most you're going to get better results compared to someone who's like they're not really like mm-hmm. in the game, like they're not really kind of keeping with the fresh mm-hmm. current research of what's coming out because they're doing they're doing research all the time on discovering you know like vitamin D, um, you know supplementation increases the success rates of live birth mm-hmm. for IVF, and there's like always new research coming out. So going to someone who is like on top of mm-hmm. that research is also really important as well, don't you agree? without a doubt. And that is the most disappointing thing, though, is that a lot of IVF clinics, in fact, most IVF clinics won't even have a single conversation with you about key evidence-based supplements that have been shown to improve not only IVF success but that live birth outcomes. Um, I mean, vitamin D should be an essential one. And as you and I both know, the reference ranges are just too low for fertility reasons. But then you've got a myriad of other things that have been shown to improve egg quality, egg quantity, 
burn motility, morphology, concentration. Like there's just so many things we can do. And yet all these people are innocently going to IVF, throwing down thousands of dollars just for one round, Mm. not working, wondering why, what's wrong with them? Is it ever going to happen? And yet there were these simple things that they could do to improve their outcome. Yeah, for sure. So so number one, you said going to an excision yep. specialist um, and having an appointment and discussing with them. Number two, working with a fertility mm-hmm. naturopath. Is there anything else that you would add? To um, I would say surround yourself by other people who are going through what you're going through. And if you don't know anyone, chances are there probably are and they're being very private about it too. But um you know, there are a lot, I, I know Facebook groups can get a bit funny, but with that said, I've actually met some amazing people in some of uh, the IVF support Facebook groups or the endo support groups, or just, you know, following like some accounts. Like if you do a quick search on Instagram, chances are you'll find people that are going through similar things. And that was so important for me to have other people, even like yourself, like that's, you know, you know, you and I connected more when I was going through IVF because you'd been through it. Um, So that just, that is just so important, having a support network. If anything, that should be number one, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I I totally agree. I think sometimes it can be a little bit hard being in those groups because if you're watching other people having successes Mm -hmm. and then maybe if someone else is struggling it can be a little you know usually as you know in all those groups it's always like they have a little trigger warning with little stars and you're like Uh, and I feel you feel like (laughs) the word trigger warning is triggering enough (laughs) I hate it yeah yeah and then when you have a success then you feel a bit like oh I feel kind of bad like I want to celebrate and give people hope but I also know that people are going to be upset like it's really the whole thing is like just so emotional and I think yeah I totally agree having loving caring supportive people around you that aren't going to judge you or say because sometimes people can say quite nasty things as well like I even had some family members make some comments about Mm -hmm. IVF as well kind of you know what you mentioned about Mm -hmm. oh it's a bit extreme or it's a bit you know whatever um, that can be quite hurtful as well. So I think, yeah, surrounding yourself with like really loving, caring, supportive people and also people who are going through Definitely. it. Definitely. Well. And, you know, I could not agree with that more. And I felt so lucky actually because um, my cousin and my auntie both went through IVF and I have another cousin in a same-sex couple and they're currently going through IVF. So I'm really lucky that in my family there's actually a lot of IVF awareness. Mm-hmm. But I've seen in those Facebook groups time and time again people reaching out at breaking point saying, how do you guys do it? None of my family support me. They've been like making yeah. it seem like I should have been able to fall pregnant without it. And that just be awful, yeah. especially if you've really got underlying mental health challenges. Like that's just a lot to go yeah. through. And it is important to say as well is that not all women with yeah. endo will need yep. to do IVF. So some people and many people can mm. get pregnant naturally without having to do it. And that's where working with, you know, a fertility specialist um, working with a fertility mm-hmm. naturopath can help, but then it comes a personal choice. If it's not working, how long are you willing to wait? Um, and do you want to do, you know, like it, then it becomes a totally personal choice if you wanted to go on and do IVF. And some people yeah. choose to not do that or they keep 
continuing to try naturally and they might fall pregnant naturally maybe months mm. or years down the track and it's, it's really just yeah. a personal choice but I think um, knowing like educating yourself that yes you, you know there is a good chance you can fall pregnant naturally but if you can't yeah. then we have this amazing modern mm-hmm. medical tool um, available and finding that the right information and support I could not agree more and I'm glad that you raised that point because even now like on upon reflection I am almost 100% confident that with the further research I've done now in fertility since this is just completely opened up my passion area um is I am pretty confident that if we tried for another year and really did some solid groundwork that we probably could have fallen pregnant naturally but yeah as we've highlighted you know everyone's different in their timelines when they want to get things moving and yeah we've got you know a friend who they tried to conceive for four and a half years and finally fell pregnant naturally they were just about to go through IVF so yes it can happen Mm -hmm. and um there's but yeah. it's also emotionally as well, like how if it's really yeah. affecting you. And I think a lot of women will say if they've been through infertility struggles, it can cause a lot yeah. of like depression and anxiety and trauma. And it's like if you get to that point where it's like I can't, yeah. I just can't do this yeah. anymore, like then, you know, that mm. factors in yeah. as, as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jade. I really, I always love talking to you and I really appreciate um your you know your clinical experience your personal experience and your openness and willing to share would you like to um share your website and where we can find you on instagram for anyone that wants to follow along on your um (laughs) impending yeah definitely yeah the main place to go would definitely be my instagram at jade walker health and i share everything there there's lots in my story highlights on my endo journey and surgery and post recovery i also have a facebook group natural medicine for endometriosis um where people can come in like learn about yeah exactly that and ask questions and get support from other people it's rapidly growing um and yeah my website i've got um too so i've got jadewalkerhealth.com um which is just general naturopathy where you can book or jadewalker.com.au which is more of like my herbal teas and stuff like that as well so but yeah just go to the instagram you'll find everything there (laughs) yeah great thank you so much it was lovely to chat with you and yeah i hope that everyone listening um got a lot of um really practical tools and a lot of insight into how you know you're not alone and there are so many wonderful um, ways to support yourself thanks so much for having me kate really appreciate it i'm always happy to come in and talk more about this topic thank you wonderful thanks jade